0: as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. I hope you've had an amazing week. I have to say I am loving podcasting every week this year so far. It's been so nice to just get into this great rhythm of chatting with you, bringing you interviews and guests and content and anything that can help you. And so just know that it brings me a lot of joy to do this. This week is another solo episode and I'm talking about weight loss and looking at it like you are budgeting. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why this came up. Well, First of all, it came up because I don't know when I'm tracking, I often do just to myself. I have the, these quirky thoughts that help me to understand things. And so I started really thinking of it like I'm budgeting. And I, if you don't know, I've done it. I've actually done an episode on the spreadsheet I used in order to buy both of my homes now. And it's when I go into that like real savers mode and have this like big goal of what I want to do. So I track everything. And I was like, yeah, weight loss is exactly the same. I know the number that I need to achieve every day. And then I budget in terms of, I look at my proteins and my fats and my carbs, and then I decide which ones, how much of the budget gets allocated to (laughs) each. So I will go into that. However, the reason I wanted to do this particular episode is because in the Simply Strong group that I have for the ladies our 6 week program I posted about and she's going to she I know she won't mind if I talk about this but I posted about how I wanted us to let go of the dieting culture and to really start to focus on putting on muscle and thinking of nourishing our body rather than losing weight that the weight loss will happen because we are putting on the muscle and because we are getting healthier and this person messaged me and said to me look, my goal is weight loss. I get what you're saying, but I really want to lose the weight. That is a goal of mine. And you know, it had me thinking, of course I explained like what I meant by it. And I didn't mean that they're not going to get results. Of course they're going to get weight loss or let's call it fat loss if we're being super accurate results. But I also, as I reflected on this, I really got her point too. Like I think so often in this health in fitness world, um, we either feel like we're the weight loss camp or we're the health health camp, and that they can't go together. And I know for me, I'm really sensitive with it because I'm always so worried that I'm going to trigger something in a woman. Like I don't want to trigger because I don't always know the backgrounds of the ladies doing my group programs, and so I'm very careful with my language and even with my content on social media. I don't want to trigger any like eating disorders or anything like that, because I've worked with people that have had those and it's really difficult to overcome. And so I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the solution. However, I don't think there's any shame in wanting to lose body fat. When we think of losing body fat, we think of fitting in our clothes so that it feels, our clothes feel good. And I'm not even talking back to if we're in our 40s and 50s, going back to our 20s but just what feels great for us. And there really shouldn't be a shame in that. We should be able to speak about both of them. And so she really had me reflecting on that and I appreciated that. So here's the thing. If we want to lose weight, we do need to be in a calorie deficit period. Calories matter. Now where those calories come from matter too. I'll always advocate for healthy whole foods as opposed to things that are processed. Um, And not just because you get to eat a huge, like a much larger volume of food because whole foods tend to be um, lower in calories and higher in nutrients. So you can eat a lot more and feel more satiated. But also I like to steer away from those foods that have a lot of excess chemicals and processed things that our bodies don't always know what to do with. And it just overloads our system. We're dealing with enough toxins in the world. And I don't like to, again, if you know me well, you know that I'm not about absolutes. I'm not about living in this perfect world. We can't avoid all toxins and I don't believe in being paranoid with them, but we do need to make wise choices and eating processed foods once in a blue moon, our body can handle it. But if it's something we're doing regularly, we start to get into issues around digestion, skin health, sleep, hormones, all the things. So Anyway, we do like, I'm going to go back to, we do need to be in a deficit. So I tend to put the ladies in a 15, 20% maximum deficit, 20%. I would only put a lady on there if she really can't do the workouts due to injury or any or something like that. But if they're working out and they are getting their daily steps in, then I don't like to do more than about a 15% deficit. Um, so we start there and then from there, you'll have your number, which is your daily calories that you can have so that you're at that slight deficit and lose weight over time. So once you know that number, that's like your budget. (laughs) And I love that. Like currently my budget is just over 1700 calories because I'm going after the, after the holidays and um, that project that I was working on, on where I was sitting around a lot, despite going to the gym regularly, I never gave up my, um, my routine of exercise, but I know that I wasn't moving like that. What we call that neat, that, um, the movement that we do that without thinking about it. So the standing up, the walking a little bit further, like parking a little further, um, squatting to pick things up, walking to the washroom like all of those things like all those little movements cleaning the things that we do without thinking about it so that's what we call NEAT and it stands for am I going to remember this non-exercise um non-exercise activity thermogenesis that's what it stands for I'm surprised I remembered that so I know that I was doing um a lot less of that just because of the the time restraints that I was under And so now I'm like, oh, I want to get into a little bit of a deficit. So I'm at about 1,700 calories, a bit more than that, about 1,750. So I'm like, okay, that's my budget. So the next thing I look at is my protein. My protein is the very first thing. It's the one thing that I will hit every single day. I never, um, I try to always get there. I never undercut my protein ever. <laughs> I shouldn't say that again. It's not about perfection, but it is that important to me. And that's what I'm trying to get across. So when it comes to the ladies, I always say in, in the Simply Strong program, I always say, get your hundred grams of protein first until that feels really comfortable and easy for you. Cause it takes some time to understand how much certain foods, um, how much proteins that they have in them. And then from there, I, I, I like to work at anywhere between 0.8 and one gram of protein per pound of body of body weight. So that's how you allocate your total protein that you want to be reaching every single day. So it's actually not that hard to reach at, reach for it. Like I was just thinking the other day, even like a chicken breast. If you take a really like a, a large chicken breast, like the full one, not the one where they cut off that, like that extra little fillet that kind of hangs there, but you have the whole thing that chicken breast is about seven ounces. So that's quite a lot for one meal. So what what I tend to do is I tend to break that up into like four or five ounces and then whatever's left over the two or three ounces. And I'll have the two or three ounces as a snack or along with my shake for breakfast, not in my shake, but separately. <laughs> and, um, and then the other, part of the chicken I'll have with my lunch. And so just that, just the seven ounces of chicken breast is already 61 grams of protein. Like that's amazing. I'm trying to get my protein because I'm on a bit of the higher side of protein. Um, I just feel better that way. I'm at about 140 grams. So right there, I'm already in just a meal and a little snack halfway there. So then from there, I look at my carbohydrates. Now carbohydrates, I like to keep between 100 and 150 grams max. And the way I decide on a day, if I'm going to have closer to the 150 or closer to the 100 really depends on my activity level. If I'm doing any sort of strength training or uh a tougher workout, then I'm closer to the hundred and fifty grams because I want that energy and I my muscles need that energy as well. And so that's how if that's how I decide. If I'm just having a day where it's just like my walking day, like active rest and I'm a bit more chilled out, then I A little bit, I'm a little bit lower on the carbs. And then the rest I fill in with my healthy fats. And then that will help me to get to what I need for calories. I really work hard to get my calories in for the day and not skimp on them. So if I'm like, okay, I look at dinner and I know that I'm going to be short a couple hundred calories, then I'll have something to make sure that I get that in. Because I'm already at a deficit, I don't want to be at a crazy low deficit. I want to just be at a slight deficit so that I can still build muscle. Otherwise I'm not going to be building muscle. I'm going to be losing muscle and that might look great on the scale, but it doesn't, it's not great for our bodies and longevity and health. So that's what I do. So I look at my budget, then I decide how I'm going to allocate those carbs, proteins, and fats. And that's how I track. So I like to then at the end of the week, do an audit. So same thing at the end of the month, if when we're setting our budgets and looking at our spreadsheets and <laughs> looking to see like, where did we spend? Or did we over budget? Did we under budget? Did we, did we overspend and are we getting the results that we want? And it's the same thing with at the end of the week, I go back and I'll scan on my app. The app I love using is Carb Manager. I think it's wonderful. And the free version is amazing. And so I'll just scan through the top because it gives you like a little pie chart. And I'll say, okay, there was two days where I didn't quite get the protein in, or there was, you know, four days where I went over my calories by a couple hundred or by a hundred. And then I'll, realize, oh okay. Well, this week the scale didn't budge. Now we know why. <laughs> when it just becomes easier in in the sense of for me the scale is no big deal. It's just another number and let's be honest, the scale can change like if you're going towards your cycle, I know I'll put on like 3 or 4 pounds easily. And so then I know that I'm not going to worry about those 3 or 4 pounds. But when I look at that that budget and do the audit at the end of the week, it is nice because it's about accountability. I don't beat myself up if it wasn't the perfect week at all. I just say to myself, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. (laughs) Now it's time to, you know, in the next week, improve on that. And so that's been really helpful for me. And and it's how i like to explain for especially when people are just starting to track because it can feel a little bit overwhelming is have a little bit of fun with it especially at the beginning you're never going to get things perfect like the i remember when i first started tracking and i'd have something like some sort of a meat like a steak or something and certain cuts of certain cuts of beef have more fat in them and i would plug it into my app and i'd go oh my fat grams are like way over from this meal and I didn't worry about it. It was just, I looked at it with curiosity and thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. So now I still have that same kind of meat, but I'll know that maybe on that day, I'm not adding extra olive oil onto my salad, or I'm just, you know, not having that piece of cheese because it's got that fat. So I just allocate things differently. So I don't really deprive myself at all. Um, if I know I'm going to be going out with friends for a meal and I know that that meal might be a little bit carb heavy or I don't have so much control over it, I'll stick to leaner proteins during the day and very little carbs. And then I know that I can have um, a little bit more towards the end and still achieve my goal. And that's what this comes down to. I want to say that this whole tracking thing, it's I don't do it all year round. It's not forever, but it is an incredible tool. And if you have a goal of losing body fat, it's one of the best ways to do it, (laughs) especially when you get into your forties and beyond. And we do have to be a little more diligent with the foods that we're having just because of the stage of life that we're in. And so it has been amazing. And then tracking without tracking we're just guessing and I always find it interesting if I leave tracking for a few weeks and I come back to it I'm always shocked at like just certain things like whether maybe I've been under eating calories even though I was eating a lot of food like if you're just eating chicken and greens all day long that's you're not going to going to get your calories in it's just not enough so you can eat a lot of food and still not hit calories so it's just very interesting All right, my friend. I hope that you have found that useful and helpful in any way. If you haven't tracked before and you're really looking to gain results, I would recommend start there. Download the Carb Manager. Like I said, the free version is wonderful. Set yourself up with your protein to hit that hundred grams, and just start tracking just out of curiosity to see how much you're eating each day is equaling and get a a scale too, like a really inexpensive scale from Amazon. I think mine cost me $16 that weighs in ounces and you want to have ounces and grams on there so that it just makes it a little more flexible for you and start to see what is happening for your day. And if you can cut there, and that's another strategy too, is if you're not sure how many calories to have, track for a few days, take an average, and then subtract two or 300 calories from that. Now I never have my ladies under 1,500 1500 calories. So you don't want to be going lower than that. If you're tracking for three days and you find that um, you're lower than the 1,500, then you might be wanting to increase those calories by maybe 100 or 150 calories just to get unstuck because we can get put into what we call starvation mode when we're under eating. And also it's not that we're starving, but it just really messes with our metabolism and makes it very difficult to put on lean muscle, which is key to really, to body composition. Okay, my friend, that's all I got for you this week. Again, I hope that you found that helpful. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify. Spotify now allows you to do that as well um, or to ask questions on there. It really means the world and makes such a difference to this podcast. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new, if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.